last time uh during our geek out during the credits uh your crew theme the gang gained three attention uh we discussed off mic kind of what uh the theme improvement would be looking at the theme improvements from the core book uh and tessa do you want to update us all on what crew theme uh, everybody picked out um yeah so we chose tight like that which is where we get one more juice once per session whenever one of us is using a help or hurt point to assist or interfere with one of the other team members. Cool. So it's not that you, whoever uses it gets an extra juice to add to like their pool of juice. It's just that they get one more juice to use on that action, whether it's helping or interfering with one of their teammates' actions. Right. Cool. Right. All right. Hello, friends. This is Zach. You are listening to the Misconceptions Podcast. Oh, God. I don't know what we're going to do. Things are much harder than I anticipated. I don't think, um, I don't think disguises are gonna work. And I don't think, I don't even know how we're gonna do this anymore. We barely got out of there alive. We'll think of something though. Previously on Misconceptions, the crew came together after having been separated for the past three months, and uh, the first job or mission they decided they needed to do after having come back together was to infiltrate City Hall. Uh, They are the most wanted people in the city right now, but still they decided infiltrating City Hall, the city's central governing body, would be a good idea. Uh, But... They spent some time crafting some disguises. They decided to use a cover identity that Faye Carver had set up over the past three months. Uh, This cover identity was Leslie Williams, the director of Parks and Rec uh, for the city. And they were going to somehow use that identity to get in, um, but it did not go as planned. Bill disguised himself as a custodial worker and was then stopped by another custodial worker who wanted some ID. Bill didn't have the ID, and so he was taken into custody, or kind of. He was walked to the manager's office to be sternly talked to. Uh, Rin then came through the front entrance, but forgot about all his mass of cybertronics and metal in his head, and he set off a metal detector, and then the police recognized him, and they tried to shoot at him, and then he barely escaped... And then Esther came in the front after that, having disguised herself to look like Leslie Williams without actually knowing any identifying traits of Leslie Williams and uh, was frisked, was searched, was questioned. And then once she had passed everything, the examination, she walked out of the examination room 
to be confronted with the real fake Leslie Williams, fake Carver, having arrived. And uh, that was very confusing. People were taken into custody. The city hall's um, head of security, Cooper Wheatley, showed up and uh, questioned Esther and Faye. And then Bill intervened, and there was a, a scuffle. And uh, Bill convinced everyone they'd had a bomb strapped to his chest and became a uh, terrorist suddenly. Uh, but this ruse did work to their advantage as it gave Bill and Esther uh, just the time they needed to escape on a cloud and uh, scoot by uh, Rin, where he was hiding in the uh, city park across from City Hall. And then they escaped into the sky, uh, which left Faye in City Hall alone in her guise as Leslie Williams. And on her way to her office, she came face to face with Pip Hamill, a.k.a. the Music Man, a.k.a. part of the Cabal, a.k.a. the mayor of the city. And that is where we pick up this episode. Why, hello, Miss Williams. It is a pleasure to finally make your acquaintance. Faye takes a step back, but you see, as if life pauses, you see Faye imagining pulling out her maypole, stabbing Pip Hamill, seeing him die, and then it like flashes back to reality, and she smiles. Why, hello, Mayor Hamill. It's good to see you. Jeez, that was very dark. It was. Okay. He's a music fan. Yeah. Um, Pip Hamill uh, is a handsome man with a uh, chiseled jawline, slicked back, black hair, uh, a nicely pressed suit, a green tie, and uh, he's just has this big cheesy smile plastered onto his face. Well, Miss Williams, I, I hope that your day wasn't disturbed by uh, whatever happened down at the, the front. I heard there was some sort of kerfuffle, uh, some people trying to break into City Hall. Uh, are you all right? Yes, sir, I am all right, but it was very scary, and I... I don't know. There was a there was a guy I was hiding under chairs, and he said he had a bomb strapped to his chest, and I just feel like we need to do whatever we can to increase security around here. And Faye dips into her... Uh, English accent as she is trying to be Leslie Williams, but Pip doesn't notice it. And he just smiles and nods his head. Uh, well, I am glad that you are safe. I guess we'll have to improve uh, security at the front door. Uh, we'll have to see about that. And then from around the corner, you hear a voice, uh, Mayor Hamill, Mayor Hamill! Uh, and you see Deacon Smith running around the corner. Uh, Deacon is a, uh, I don't want to say portly, but he is a little bit chubbier, uh, kind of a boyish face. Um, obviously idolizes Pip Hamill because he's almost dressed exactly the same as Pip Hamill. Uh, but he runs around the corner holding this accordion file of papers. He rushes up to uh, Mayor Hamill. Uh, Mayor Hamill, we uh, have a meeting that we need to get to. Uh, uh, and he looks at you and he kind of scoops <coughs> for a second. And she, like, coughs into her arm and mm -hmm. turns away. And he looks back to Pip Hamill. Uh, we should get to that right away. Why, yes, of course. Miss Williams, it was a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Good to see you, sir. 
and she ducks past okay. him into her office. And as you like cross by him and he walks past you, you get a, a whiff of something very sweet. Um, you know you've smelled it before, but you can't quite place it. But you duck into your office and you, well, you do. Um, I close the door behind me and I go and sit at my desk and let out a huge sigh. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. What just happened? And you just see Faye sitting there, head in hands. Okay. So, uh, Faye, did you have anything you wanted to do in your office, or do we want to cut from that scene? Let's cut from that scene. <clears throat> okay. I guess we come to Bill, Rin, and Esther. Uh, are you three being born across the skies on a cloud? Have you gotten to wherever you're going? Uh, where do we find you three? This is a weird time, but I'm kind of hungry. Well, I can uh, hack into the different delivery companies and have someone deliver something to us. Yeah, just use flavor. That's good. Then, then they'll know. They'll know where we are. Well, I use a fake ID. I'm gonna text Wooded. <laughs> do you, you have? Got, you got Wooded's you number? Wooded's number? <laughs> yeah, we go way back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious though, because. Whenever we get excited and stuff, it makes me really hungry. I guess we can figure it out after we get to the island. Is that where we're going, by the way? I'm just flying. I don't know. You're the one that got us on the cloud. Well, I don't think we're in any danger up here. So maybe this is a good time to figure out where we want to go. What do y'all think? No, but we can't exactly stay out here much longer, so... The camera cuts away and we just see a little low-hanging cloud hanging above the skyscrapers of the city with three people talking on it. Uh, That's fair. Um, What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Let's not start that again. Nice uh, Jungle Book reference. Thank you. Who do we know? Who who do we know? Uh, Well, we've got Javi, who's wanted from the law. Woodard and, and Muhammad. Uh-huh. You know who's really good at helping us figure these things out? Faye. Faye. How, can we figure out a way to get in contact with Faye? Yeah, but I think first we need to go back to the hideout. All right, let's go to the hideout then. Bill, which hideout? <laughs> Bill, which hideout do you go to? I thought the island. Is that what we were talking about? Oh, okay. I was talking about the hideout with Hobby. Nope. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, Bill no, no, no. starts... <laughs> okay, go ahead. Bill starts going towards the island. Esther, do you stop him? Yes. Okay. <laughs> We're not going to the island. Oh, that's why I Hobby. asked. Okay. Which way is that again? OMG, give me the wheel. <laughs> okay. So, y'all get back to the hideout... Uh, you uh, come to the burned-out husk of Morty's bar. Uh, Esther walks over to that little, almost seamless with all the rubble and wreckage around it, the uh, little square metal sheet. She stomps on it three times. It opens up, and you see these 
eyes just glaring out from underneath it. And then it lifts up some more, and you see Javi with a gun. He says, what? What's going on? You see he has, like, red under his eyes. Uh, His hair is very messed up. I heard on the radio, "Get, get down here, get down here. And he quickly climbs down the ladder. Fine, we'll get down there. Okay, you climb down the ladder. Javi, what are you doing? What the hell happened at City Hall? I was listening to the radio and I hear reports of Darius shootings. What the hell happened? Oh yeah, that was Bill. He looks at you, Bill. Well, it was really all of us. But Bill is the main one who's the terrorist. Look, we were in a situation that would have ended up with us in jail. And I took the way out that we had. God. You know, this is really not helping you not be wanted. Did you at least accomplish something? Did you get what you needed? Um, no. God, help me. We rolled really poorly. I have no idea what that means, because I exist in the fiction, not outside of it. <laughs> yes, and... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> All right, well... Look, we just... We've got to get in contact with Faye. All right. How are you going to do that? Where's she at? City Hall. <laughs> well, that's not going to work, is it? Isn't there a way, Ren, that you could, like, send an email that couldn't be traced back to where you are or something? Yeah, I I suppose I could do something like that. Make it so, number one. <laughs> Ren, uh, I think in order to send this covertly, you definitely need to roll a sneak around. Okay. Let's see. Oh, look, none of those tags are burned. Perfect. Uh, Was that sarcasm? Yes. Three of my tags that I tried to use last game were burned. Okay. Well, I'll use um, high-tech laptop. Yeah, I think that's it. Let's see what we get. All right. Well, shoot. Okay, well, you got a CX. You send the email, but you do not do it discreetly. Oh, gosh. Uh, Zach, how is this going to be traced back to you? Like, how are people going to be able to find out that you sent this and where you sent it from? There, I sent it. I thought I, like, typed it in, and I thought I was using, like, my VPN browser or... I thought I thought I was using the VPN and I had accidentally clicked it off. And so rather than bouncing my signal around the world, they could see where my IP address was and so they could see that I was at Morty's bar. No. Okay. I think that's a poor decision. <laughs> well, it happened. Yeah. Uh so Ren, you send this, and uh, I guess maybe you have like some software or something that alerts you to you being tracked, and immediately after you hit send, that goes off. Um, and uh, 
as that goes off, you start to panic. And as you start to panic, you know, your, your memories from before the incident on Dr. Jacoby's Island are splotchy at best. You don't remember everything. Um, and sometimes they come to you in flashes. Um, and all of a sudden you are assailed with all these flashes, uh, the crane incident, uh, shooting the kid in the sewers, uh, your mission, the face of the target that you are supposed to eliminate. All of these flashes hit you and the guilt of what you've done starts to seep into you. And of course, uh, you are nodding your head. So, you know, uh, this is your nemesis. One of you lost one of your themes. And so you have a nemesis, your nemesis that you picked out was the guilt of what you've done. And so, Last session, you rolled a 10 plus on your foreshadowing roll. And what that means is one of your nemesis will overwhelm you or get the drop on you in the next session. When the MC introduces your nemesis, they get to make a move as if you missed a player move. So all that happens, you see all these flashes, and then Esther and Bill, you just see Ren collapse. His legs just sweep out from underneath him. He collapses in a heap on the ground knocking his metal head against the ground. And then Rin, you are no longer in the uh, bunker with Esther and Bill and Hoffy. You are in a dark, cornerless room, which you recognize, and a familiar cone of light shines down on top of you, and you hear that robotic voice come into your head. Hello, user Rin Pascal. Have you come to prepare to complete your mission? What is my mission? I don't remember. The time data stream is corrupted. You must purge the user responsible for this impending damage. And time is running out. You must complete your mission. Or certain catastrophic events will befall the city. What kind of catastrophic events? What's going to happen? A screen kind of pops up in front of you like a holographic screen enlarges and you see the city but it is not the city as you recognize it uh infrastructure is gone cars are overturned and on fire the sky itself seems to be on fire and very oddly there is no mist There's no clouds, there's no fogs, there is no billowing steam anywhere. The the air is clear and devoid of any pollutants that you have come to affiliate with the city. But buildings are hollowed out. Some are on fire. And in this hollowed out city, you see monstrous forms walking around. You see ogres, you see werewolves, you see uh, men with skin that is stitched together from different races, horrible things shambling around the city, and as you see all this, you see a serpentine shape cutting through the blood-red sky with wings flurled out to either side, and from their mouth issues this billowing thick cloud of purple noxious gas and the people 
crowding together for shelter in this apocalyptic city start to cough and die. And you hear that robotic voice. This is what I was sent here to prevent. You were upgraded to prevent this future from occurring. In order to save the future, only one must die. I accept the mission. I can't let this happen to the city. Who who do I have to kill? And that screen with the uh, future city blips out, and another screen flashes. It is a woman uh, with earbuds in her ears, dark skin, curly black hair. This is Deja De La Croix, your number one employee. Do you accept your mission, user Rand Pascal? There must be another way. Surely, surely there's a way we can incapacitate her or make her leave the city. Surely we don't have to kill her. I have input multiple divergent possibilities into my processor. I have observed every alternative route. This is the only action that will save the city from the fate you have seen. You must put aside your flesh and your desires. They are a flaw in your design. Become the weapon you were programmed to be. Do you accept your mission, user and Pascal? I accept my mission. Hello friends, and welcome to episode 61 of Misconceptions. I'm your host and MC, David White. And before I go much further, I must say, happy anniversary everyone. That's right, it is March 2nd, our anniversary date. Uh, Did you get us a present? No? Well, okay, that makes about three years in a row now but anyways we've been making this show for three years three years ago the first episode of misconceptions came out and it is crazy to look how far we have come both in terms of our characters and story uh but also in uh the show uh the audio quality the sound effects um the updated artwork uh it's it is It has been such a crazy wild ride, and I am so thankful to have been taking it with you. Uh, Thank you to uh, new listeners and old listeners alike. Thank you to people like Kit Andrade, Luke Wolfenson, John Myers, Ido Tzang for being among our first fans, the first people to follow us on social media and talk to us about the show Uh, especially during those early days of the podcast, your words were such an encouragement to us to keep going and to keep getting better and to improve our show. Uh, So we thank you, and thank you to all of you who have stuck around for these three years and have given to us on Patreon and interacted with us on our social medias. Um, Just thank you so much for making this this three-year journey so, so amazing. 
As you know, we are trying to get to $400 a month on our Patreon. When we get to $400 a month, I will finally be able to uh, pay my friends and the casts of Misconceptions and Sins of the Father for the work they do. Uh, at that level, it will only be about $5 per episode we record, uh, but that is a step in the right direction. I have always wanted to be able to give back to my friends, to the people who make this podcast with me, uh, and at the $400 a month level, I'll be able to begin to do that. Also, once we get to the $400 a month level, we're going to have a big celebration, and we're going to celebrate by recording this dope crossover episode. It's going to be the story of uh, the city mingling with this D&D fantasy world, and there's some uh, reality-spanning villain who's twisting the ley lines of mystical energy and intertwining these two worlds, and of course, bad things happen when you do that. And the Misconceptions crew and Sins of the Father children are going to have to figure out how to put everything back together. It's going to be a very cool, awesome story, but in order to do that, we need to reach $400 a month on our Patreon. We are less than $100 away from meeting that goal. We would appreciate it if you are someone who has not given to us in the past... This would be a great time to do so. The $1, $2, $5 level, those are all very affordable, and they go a long ways to reaching that goal. If you are someone who has given to us in the past but had to leave for financial reasons, we totally understand, but maybe your financial situation is better now, and you could help us reach that $400 a month goal. Uh, like I said, we'd really appreciate any sort of monetary support you can give us. If you cannot support us monetarily, reviewing us on iTunes, sharing us on your social media, both of those are huge ways to get our name out, to bring in potential listeners and potential patrons to help us reach this $400 a month goal. And you know, it is our anniversary, and it seems like every anniversary we have some big announcement that we make. And our big surprise this year is that we are creating a patron-only show on our Patreon. You know, in the early years of Misconceptions, we did side quest episodes, but they kind of interrupted the usual flow and release of episodes. Well, now we are going to have an after-hours side quest series where we explore different genres and games and casts and DMs and MCs and GMs and all these different people and we're going to do that on our Patreon so that it doesn't disrupt our flow of misconceptions or sins of the father. It's just a dope bonus show with dope bonus stories. And our first dope bonus story is a cyberpunk story set in the near future where megalithic corporations have taken over the world and everybody's kind of pushed under the thumb of economy and uh, business overlords. And in this story... We have three characters defying the odds. We have a former ganger who is this grizzled driver slash pilot who has this tricked out ride. We have a former corporate employee who is now a street samurai dealing out justice at the end of his vibro katana. And then we have a former sex spot who has thrown off the chains of her imprisonment and become empowered. To defeat those who once oppressed her. It's a very fun story, and you can only listen to it 
if you give to us at the $5 or more level. We will start releasing our SideQuest series regularly starting later this month. If you would like to hear Cyberpunk, to hear those first three episodes, to hear all the other great stuff we have planned for SideQuest, go ahead and consider giving to us at the $5 or more level. And speaking of the $5 or more level, I have a Patreon shout-out to give out to Craig Frankum. Craig, thank you so much for giving to us at the $5 level. You are about to get hit with some dope side quest episodes, and I hope that you enjoy them, and I hope you have fun listening to them. And that's enough show notes for now. How about we get back to the episode? And I am forcing you to make a hard choice, as the hard move implies, by the guilt of what you've done. Uh, and I guess I was kind of putting this up against your Pascal and Associates, but also your Ren point or 2.0, mm-hmm. uh, and your digital data implants, which is your Mythos. Um, so you are obviously siding with your Mythos. Yeah. What do you think you take a crack in? Pascal and Associates, your Ren 2.0, or both? I feel like both. Okay. So then you have two crack in Ren and or Pascal and Associates and one crack in Ren 2.0. Not sure that Esther was going to be his target. I'm just saying. Yeah. Especially when you like didn't want to make eye contact with me. I was like, "Oh, good. That's good." I was trying to build up the suspense at the table because there was I said the woman. Suspense. <laughs> I just kept like Tessa I looked at David Carrie and I like, looked. What? No. Tessa. I was like, "Oh my gosh." Okay. Uh so yeah. we're going to cut from that scene and I think we cut to Faye in her office. Uh yeah. getting the email but kind of kind of set it up. What are you doing whenever you get the email? She's checking her email. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, carry. world building. <laughs> um <laughs> Hashtag life. <laughs> what email would you have sent it to? Ooh. I feel like to your city email. Faye Carver at Leslie Williams. <laughs> Faye Carver at Leslie Williams. <laughs> um no, yeah, it would have been like your city email. Really? Y'all, y'all yep. wouldn't have used a personal email. You would have just sent it to my well, fake. Rin, Rin thought that everything would be covered. Sure. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. You see Faye in her office maybe midway through the day. Um, Faye decided to stay for the workday because she wanted to appear as like not suspicious in any way and so um she's working at her desk she's frantically typing up different memos to send out to people and looking at um what all needs to be done and sending emails to her team um and she gets a notification right corner of her screen um and so she clicks on it and sees that it's from rin pascal and it says hey we need you we're in a lot of trouble Meet us at the place. Heart, heart, Ren Pascal. <laughs> Faye rolls her eyes. Her heart starts racing. Her hands are sweating. She's freaking out. Um, she like looks 
at her door, which is open to like see if anybody happened to be walking by and like it's clear. Um, she looks over her shoulder and there's no one behind her, but she's just freaking out everywhere. Um, and she takes a deep breath, hits reply, and types, You have reached the office of Leslie Williams. This message seems to have arrived in error. Thank you. And sends it. And then weighs whether she should alert someone that she received the email or not. Where do we go from there? I think we cut back to um, the hideout and Javi and Bill and I are standing over Rin's body um, and Esther's kind of in his face. Rin! Rin! Where did you go? I feel like at this point there's like uh, red like alerts going off and like kind of blaring on my computer. Let's say like location yeah. compromised. Hey, hey, hey! Uh, oh, what's what's happening with his computer? What's all this? Location compromised. What does that mean? It would seem that our location is compromised. What happened, guys? Uh, you kind of passed out. You feeling all right? Yeah, I'm just uh. Ugh. A massive headache. It's, I have all these bad memories. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's great. But um, our location has been compromised thanks to the email that you sent, so we got to go. Okay. Let me grab my computer. All right. I, we're going to head to the island at this point. Okay. Uh, Esther, what do you grab from uh, your, uh, your home for the past three months and uh, your father's former bunker? I grab my jacket and the little black book and I still had my weapon on me and a uh, hobby grabs a a few personal effects as well uh, grabs a a ring of beers two of them missing and uh, frantically starts climbing up the ladder to escape uh, as you exit you hear police sirens getting closer. Uh, you, this bar was also on the, uh, or in the straits, so it's near the dock. You can also hear uh, police boats coming from the water towards this location. What do y'all do? I call my cloud. Do me to roll. I definitely think, Bill, you should make some sort of roll. Uh, to either not get noticed or to escape from the encroaching uh, police force on your location. Is there like a weight limit on this cloud? <laughs> no. Maybe. Okay, that's good. So kind of a, since there's a force of people coming at us, would it be like a sneak around? Why don't you go ahead and roll a, a sneak around? Okay, I'm going to use stealthy... I'm going to say that I dropped a smoke screen so we can like get on and kind of launch out of it without being seen. And I'm going to use cloud surfing. So that's three. Okay. Do I need to put wanted against this? No, I don't believe so. Okay. Oh, I rolled an 11. Describe uh, how do you escape without being seen? So there's one way in or out, right? So I lift the latch a little bit 
and um, called down my smoke screen at the same time as I called down the cloud. And we, I kind of beckon those behind me up onto the cloud. And then we kind of launch out of the back of the smoke screen um, quickly. And I think that would help us not to be seen. Then you handily escape, right? As uh, the police uh, converge on the ruins of Morty's bar, uh, they start storming over it. Uh, I guess, Esther, you take like one last final look back and then you disappear into the cloud cover. And then we cut from that scene to Faye. What's Faye doing? Um, Faye contemplated for a while whether to send that email on and knew in order to keep her cover, she had to. So she forwards it to security at the city.com and puts in the message box. Don't know if this is a scam or a prank, but this user reached out to me. I have no idea who they are. But I know that I've seen the name on the news, and I know that there was a confrontation today. Thought you might want to be aware. And sends it. Uh, let's fast forward a bit. Uh, I would assume to whenever y'all all meet with Faye, unless anybody has uh, other interactions or things they want to do before then. Fast forward's good. Okay. Uh, we cut to y'all meeting with Faye. Uh, where and how do y'all do that? Would you come to the island? That's what I've been trying to think about. Um, I mean, the only way she could get there is by the boat, if it's still there, that Dr. Jacoby used. Or that we used. How did you get there before? You used the boat? You you all went then separately. Then how did you get back? Yeah, I was going to say, we all yeah. went separately. So You all went separately, and we didn't really discuss, discuss how it. you got there. Okay, okay. <laughs> She gets there how she got there before. Because yeah. I think Bill or Ren rode with Bill in the cloud. Esther flew there. And then Faye, you just were there. Great. I forgot that I fly. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. <laughs> so Faye waits until the end of the workday. Um, but while she appears that she's like frantically working on things for work, she's riding on a notepad all of the places that the team could mean to meet um, and trying to like figure out which one they meant um, so she like stays until like a little after five to appear as normal as possible leaves um, and goes to her cabin uh-huh. in the woods um, sees Woodard updates him on what's going on um and is frantically like, what did I don't I don't know what's going on. All I know that today was insane and I have to find them and I don't know when I'll be back. Go. Okay. I love you. I love you. Um, and then she like on her walk home from work, she had crossed off different places. Like she'd kind of just walked down past the warehouse that she got married or driven down past the warehouse and like saw that no one was there and um and so she's narrowed it down to the island and gets in the boat that her and Woodard have. Okay. Where do y'all meet on the island? I think if we chill in the lighthouse waiting until we see um, Faye, it would make sense because you kind of see everything. We could see police mm-hmm. boats approaching yeah. or whatever we need to from up there. That's yeah. true. That's good. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think last time y'all were here, y'all met in the lighthouse as well. So I'm going to pull up the boat, and then Faye's just going to look up at the skies and smile. Okay, I'll be right back. I'm just going to kind of jump off the lighthouse. Pocahontas style? Land on the cloud, fly off. Yeah. Or Pocahontas, or very Zorro-esque. You've ever seen Zorro? Yeah. And you scoop scoop her up, bring her up to the top of the lighthouse. Thanks. I didn't really feel like fashioning a ladder out of vines. Yeah, no problem. That's what we're here Uh, for. You're not there, (laughs) Rand. (laughs) (laughs) So you're not there. You you get up to the top, uh, and uh, I think... This is this is a heavy moment for everybody for different reasons. I think this is the f- well, I was going to say this is the first time y'all failed really badly, but the the explosion at the top of the skyscraper was a big failure. Uh now is a big blow to y'all, but I think this is also another big blow. Your first time working together in 3 months, you fail. Uh Ren, you had that intense vision. Uh, and everything kind of came screaming back to you and you're at a conflict between yourself. Uh, Esther, you you had lost your bar, but you still had a part of it because you still had the access to it underneath. Uh, but now even that's gone. Uh, so let's go around the lighthouse. Give me a tableau. Uh, give me an establishing shot of what we see in the lighthouse as Bill and Faye come up to the top of it. Ren just kind of slumped up against the wall sitting uh, but he just looks really exhausted and tired Uh, Esther is um, keeping herself busy with like kind of making sure that like Javi is going to be comfortable because she's been basically like taking care of him because obviously he's not taking care of himself Um, and so she's letting herself stay focused on that so she doesn't have to feel other things Javi is outside of the like lighthouse portion. He is his hands are gripping the railing and he's like staring out at the city with his back to everybody. Uh, and I think Esther, if you're there kind of talking to him like you have like a hand on his shoulder and you're like kind of in conversation with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a, a beer in one hand and he sloshes it back and continues staring with bloodshot eyes at the city. And then Bill and Faye come up over and land in the uh, the lighthouse. I'm going to, like, so I've got my hand on his shoulder, and I'm going to say, Holly, we need to go inside. Um, we need to get back with the team. You go talk to your friends. I'm, uh, I'm going to stay out here for a little bit more. You're going to make him jump. I'm, he's not going to jump, I promise you. He's a tag. I would have to... <laughs> do a serious hard move to remove him. I'll go back inside. I was really worried about that too, Carrie. Yeah, yeah. No, I was like, no, I ain't playing that game. No, no, that's that's not how Javi goes. That's not how Javi do. <laughs> but Javi does go another way. <laughs> yeah. So, you all meet in the lighthouse. Um, hi. Would anybody like to update me on um, what's happened in the last 24 hours? Because I'm, um, one, kind of feeling excited to be with everybody, but then mainly, two, really angry. And I'm trying to remain calm and do my deep breathing. 
But can we talk about how you talk differently as Leslie? And Faye, you look at Esther, <laughs> and Esther has short blonde hair cut like yours and is wearing a pantsuit that looks like yours. <laughs> Faye changed, by the way, before she came, so she's not in a pantsuit anymore. <laughs> um, so why didn't you just put on a wig? <laughs> That's not how I do. <laughs> That's not how Esther do. <laughs> um, okay. And yes, I do talk differently as Leslie Williams. Nope, that wasn't it. Um, because I need to have a completely different identity. I didn't want to be tracked down at all. But everyone's a little suspicious of me now. And that email didn't help. And she glares at Ren. Sorry, that was an accident. I understand, but we don't have space for accidents. And today was more than an accident. It was... It was... A bloody shit show? That. It was what was going through my brain, but I just didn't know how it would feel coming out of my mouth, and you just nailed it. Great job. So we might have failed a little bit... And Bill might have became a terrorist, but, you know, we didn't get caught. Mm, we kind of got caught. This is much harder than I think we all anticipated. Yeah, just a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to have to plan um, some more thorough, thought-out ways of doing things. I don't think we can show our faces in the city anymore. Yeah, we already couldn't do that. <laughs> but then how do we accomplish the uh, the things we need to do? We create puppets of ourselves. Mm. <laughs> that was Plastic an idea. surgery? <laughs> we do everything <laughs> at night like that famous guy, that superhero comic that you always read, Bill. I don't know, what is he, a bat or something? (laughs) Oh, you uh, you mean Ratman? Yes, Ratman. (laughs) He goes through the sewers and saves the day. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) With the Rat Pack. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, so we definitely cannot use a lot of our old tricks anymore. We definitely need to work on some disguises. um, Because even as Leslie Williams, I can't be you know, running through the city without my whole getup. And we have to make a plan. Let's brainstorm. Let's do this. Alright. What if we kill off all of our characters and start new ones? I tried that already. (laughs) It didn't work. (laughs) What if we just go to basic, like, hair dye, sunglasses, the boys can grow... (laughs) Beards. <laughs> I was wondering what you were going to say. <laughs> they can grow up hair. Uh, <laughs> is that what you thought I was going to say? No. Okay, that's what I thought she said. Y'all don't have to do that. I'm sorry. That's mean and not feminist. Um, well, I mean, I guess that could work as long as we choose different hair colors. Yeah. Or wigs. 
Esther. Wigs exist. You said dyeing our hair. You just said it. Well, Severed yes, toe. But dyeing your hair because you're going to be blonde for forever. Not dyeing your hair for a one day run. Oh, this wasn't a one day run. <laughs> <laughs> I am Leslie Williams. That's not how Leslie Williams speaks. <laughs> Why didn't you do your research? I've done TV interviews before. I don't use computers all that much. Ren uses computers. Uh-huh, and we see how well that worked out now, don't we? Okay. Shots have been fired. I see that you're frustrated, Leslie. Oh. And I can't do anything about it. Which Leslie are you speaking to? Right. <laughs> We're both just like... Mm-hmm. Leslie's, I mean... Okay. All right. So we need disguises mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that are pretty good. Like uh, that are pretty good. Plus four, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that seems about right. Uh, yeah. We need to use the cover of night. Um, what if we were to be like Ratman and use the sewers to get into City Hall? But weren't all of the bad people in the sewers? But they're gone. The people now. that made us wanted. Yeah, right. Well, let's revisit our objective. What is our objective? Is it to prove our innocence? Is it to take down Pip Hamill and his corrupt governance? And in the process, prove our innocence? What are. That's. I think that's the question we have to answer because that's how we go about what it is we're trying to do. It's a good question, Bill. Is it more important to prove our innocence first or to save the city first? I don't think we'll ever be able to prove our innocence until we can save the city and take out Pip Hamill one way or another. But if we kill him or we take him out, how does that not... like? Wouldn't that just look like we're criminals and terrorists who've well I think that's why saving the city comes first and then taking him out and then hey we're innocent by the way what if we save the city by exposing him and all his criminal activities right Mm -hmm. yes do do we need to tail him and um, and kind of document and record his illicit activities I'm sure yeah I think we could tail him via cloud that feels inconspicuous. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like at night it would be pretty difficult to see a cloud. I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't get... <laughs> Go ahead. I didn't get a job at City Hall for no reason. I mean, I right. got it so that we'd have an inn. Um, yeah. There has to be stuff. I mean, I have keys to City Hall. Right. <laughs> Tessa, Tessa looks at GM <laughs> questioningly. Tessa looks at the MC. Do I have so, so you're the end. We we really don't need to go to City Hall then, and expose ourselves right. to that much risk. Right. <laughs> yes. We have our end. If only we had. If only we had had this conversation sooner. <laughs> um, but but maybe you could set um, Rin up with. Um, 
with some administrative access to the systems. And then maybe me and um, Esther could kind of beat the streets and see what see what he's doing after hours and and kind of build up our uh, kind of case against him. And Javi could probably be very integral and that could give him some purpose and ability to use his finely honed detective skills. Um, and so we can take this motherfucker down. Well, I could definitely, knowing that I can't get into City Hall again, I'll just uh, create a flash drive and um, plant a virus for you to hack into a system. So, if there's a way for you to implant a virus in an email that I could send to him, like maybe you get the virus on the flash drive for me and give me instructions as to how to put it in an email, because I already talked to him today about how we need to increase some security measures. So I could send him an email with some ideas I have about that. We've already established a connection. Um, versus me breaking into his office is going to be extremely suspicious. That's true. Yeah, I could create an email attachment that will hack into a system that includes some things that you want to talk to him about. Well, could you create... An attachment that looks like a picture of me that I would put next to a signature or a, like the city's logo that I could put at the bottom of the email signature, things like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can most definitely do that. Okay. So it sounds like you have a plan. As night falls, uh, I kind of wanted to go around and like get a final like shot or little scene of what each character does. Uh, for the night like are they bedding down here uh, are they going back to their homes uh, or the lack thereof um, but like where as you have made this plan and like as you kind of part ways for the night what do we see um, Esther is talking to Bill about where a place is that she and Javi can stay because um, obviously they don't have anywhere to go back to. Um, but she knows that Javi won't just want to like stay where everybody else is. Yeah. So. Okay. So Bill, do you point him anywhere? Yes. There's a jail. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's, a, there's a jail that everyone was liberated from. Uh, no one really likes going back there, but I'm sure you and Javi could find ample quarters here's some clean covers and pillows <laughs> such a good hostess or host sorry. <laughs> okay thanks so then you all go to uh the abandoned jail house it is true a lot of the uh creatures that were freed from here do not want to go back they have made kind of makeshift shelters for themselves across the island so you have your pick of the litter as it were when it comes to picking out somewhere to sleep um, but Javi silently stumbles along behind you as you lead him towards the jailhouse. Uh, the uh, six-pack of beers that he brought with him has dwindled down to only two beers, uh, and he is thoroughly sloshed as he's walking around. I just guide him to the jail and, like, get him set up in a spot. He sits down on the cot, our lives are over, kid. They're over. I sacrificed so much 
of my life being a beat cop than being a detective. Now I can't even show my face. <laughs> Life's over, kid. Look, I think you're a little over emotional right now because you've had too much to drink. So why don't you just sleep it off and we don't can talk tell about me what I need to feel, Esther. Oh my God. Your dad and I did bad things. We three did. Maybe this is what we get. I mean, look at me. I'm in a jail cell on a abandoned island. Yeah, but you're alive. Yeah, but what good does that do me if I can't go anywhere? We were doing just fine. Why'd you have to bring them into this? We've talked about this a million times. I don't want to have that conversation again, especially when you're not even going to remember it. I remember your dad. And I remember the promises I made to him to keep you safe. Oh, God, Esther, we did bad things. And the worst part of it all is... He looks up at you and he has tears coming down his face. He has red eyes. And you see a little bit of blood coming out of his nose. And the worst part is I can't even remember what we did. And then we cut from that. Uh, who wants to do their scene next? So you see Ren sumped up against a wall. Um, and he just looks exhausted and his eyes are red. and um, But... You see him focused on the te- on his computer, and he's typing away, and it looks like he's trying to work on uh, creating a virus. While he's doing that, he's he's got his screens are separated, and so he's got um, all the info that he has on Deja, of like where she lives and like a picture of her or like her professional uh, picture that she has posted on her. Uh, career website and you you see him working back and forth on both of those and then eventually he just f- does a full screen of the research he's working on Deja and you just hear him mutter to himself I just I don't understand how could she how could she be the end of the city okay and then we cut from that so I've been on this island a while so I have a little quarters right um it's just like a small uh like a guard shack uh and i'm just in there just sitting on my bed just kind of thinking um thinking about kind of like things that are still up in the air like thinking about my family thinking about how we're going to get out of this thinking about um how to do this without getting caught or killed or both um and i think i think this is going to be one of those nights where i'm up thinking for a while and i think that's just going to be kind of what i'm what i'm doing in the mood i'm in sure and i think you're up until the wee hours of the night um and or the late hours of the night the wee hours would be the early um but i think eventually you do fall asleep sure and you have had uh, these visions and dreams before of uh, strange worlds and creatures and beings and of past lives that you are somehow connected to. It is how a cot communicates with you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're used to them almost like watching reruns of a show that isn't necessarily your favorite, but you've seen it a lot. Uh, but this vision is new. Uh, you are in the city. You look down the street and clearly illuminated by the uh, the street lamp lights is a woman in a dress that you are familiar with and holding her hand is a little boy with uh, a stuffed hero that you recognize you look down to the other side of the street uh, and you see an explosion and from that explosion it's not fire or anything but the mist of the city starts to coil like a tornado and it grows wider and wider and wider and in between the buildings and the skyscrapers and the streets you see three figures with long lanky limbs and tattoos all across their body and this tribal gear made of leaves and leather and uh and feathers and they are taller than the skyscrapers and they walk up and they place their hands on the tornado holding it at bay somehow this mystical energy billowing off their palms as they hold it in place and the three figures are struggling and the three figures with glowing eyes look to you and suddenly you realize you are one of those creatures with the gangly limbs the tribal tattoos the wear but then you look down to the other side of the street and suddenly you're Bill again and you see your wife and your child waiting expectantly for you and here you are caught in the middle of this road between two ends and then we cut so Faye stands for a little bit after everyone's kind of finished talking um waiting to see if her and Esther can hang out a little tonight and then notices Esther talking to Bill and helping Javi, a very drunk Javi. Um, so Faye just kind of stands back as everybody goes to their place and just kind of realizes the shift in the team and then heads back to her boat and makes her way over um, back to her home um, and goes to bed. Okay. And I think... Um... You get there and all the lights are off. Nobody's there. Uh, on your nightstand is a little note. You open it up and it's from Woodard. Um, going out with Muhammad tonight. Feel like busting some heads. Love Woodard. She chuckles and puts a smiley face and says, hope you had fun and puts it on his nightstand. Okay. Okay. And then you lay down for the night. End of episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Misconceptions. We will be back with our next episode on March 16th. If you have a Facebook and Twitter, please consider joining us on either of those platforms to get up-to-date information about the show, behind-the-scenes pictures and videos, and just to chat with us because we'd love to hear from you. If you have an email, you can email us at misconceptionspod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you there. Of course, you know we're trying to get to $400 a month on our Patreon. Please consider giving to us if you have not already, or leave us a rating and review on iTunes and send us your rating review and shipping address to our email, 
so that we can send you a nice Misconception stickers as a thank you. City of Mist is an RPG created by Son of Oak. You can find more of their products at sonofoak.com. The Misconception's theme music was created by Aaron Wharton. You can find more of his music at aaronwharton.net. That's it for this week's episode of Misconceptions. Happy anniversary, everybody. I hope you have a great week. And remember to keep it nerdy, y'all.